Hey, how's it going? This is Gina Versa. We are back in this new year with uh, another episode of Serving Up Comics. It's a Waffle Press podcast kind of division of comic book uh, podcasts. And yeah, these are fun to do. Talk about comic book movies that we don't really talk about on the main show because there's just so many. But have a very cool guest with me today. He's a friend and a former co-worker from G4. I have uh, Joe Gerardo. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Um, yeah, we worked together at uh, G4 for, oh, yeah, for like a year. Uh, yeah. I won't recap some of the stuff at the end, but, um, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, tell us a little about a little bit about yourself, because um, I remember just being in the office with you and, you know, I always love like talking about like comics or like the X-Men in particular, oh, MCU, yeah. DC. I will so, yeah. always talk about x-men don't yeah. don't talk to me about <laughs> x-men unless you want to talk about x-men yeah <laughs> all the deep cuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah uh i'm a writer producer uh a filmmaker of sorts i worked at g4 Regine. i was a creative producer on x play um you know it's cool that we got to work there because we're in this very select group of people that mm. knows what it's like to get laid off via tweet so you know <laughs> that's uh it's yeah. great. You know, it's just a bond you can't really break, you no. know? Yeah. It's such a unique experience. Only few really know. Yeah, like us, um, I don't know, there's like people in the Trump administration. Yeah, probably that. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of sad. Like, I don't yeah. know what's worse, actually. I feel like I the know. Trump administration, because like, that's the government. <laughs> yeah. If I ever run into like Rex Tillerson, besides telling him he sucks. I'm just like, <laughs> like, you know, like, hey man, I know what that feels like, but also fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's like getting laid off, and then there's just being laid off on Twitter, which is just like on a Sunday, no less. On a Sunday too. <laughs> I was joking to people that should be like against the law. What if I was like at church? I'm not religious, but like I could have been like you know somewhere like a place of service and get laid the off. The amount which... of people who were in like the least ideal. Mm-hmm. situations when they found out um, yeah which was sad at the time right i think it's funny now like yeah. there's enough time that like like even the week after it happened because I, I went back home with my friends and i was mm-hmm. like you know and shitty but it is kind of funny like, yeah yeah i guess it leaked to do well it leaked to deadline hollywood or uh, another Twitter account, and then that's how we found out before uh, yeah, I CEO when, emailed us. I love when Lewis was like, I found out I got laid off through an account I used to find <laughs> PS5 tips. Oh, like, man. <laughs> oh, man. We still so, have the PS5, yeah. 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 We're not NDA anymore, so we can talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're not paying yeah. us at all anymore, no. so we can yeah. just dunk all we want. Mm-hmm um yeah you know i guess when you uh create a company because you're you want to give your girlfriend back her show it's certainly one way to uh go about things i don't know how much we could go yeah, into that. yeah yeah no it uh <laughs> man it's just it was it was an interesting experience especially yeah. just like because it was the like so when I, I worked i was a journalist before g4 mm-hmm. i worked at the root mm-hmm. and so i was very much like covering sort of the racial uprising of 2020 mm-hmm. um basically all the nonsense that was happening in the world and so like 
I was used to being called like all sorts of horrible things by randoms on the internet. Yeah. But it was interesting doing it at G4 because you had like the YouTube culture around it. Uh, yeah. And like seeing it was it was like oh people just lie like mm-hmm. yeah they do they live in like alternate worlds where it's yeah. like people are telling you this is why something is not working and then they're like no this is you know don't want to get in too much but it's like they live in an alternate fantasy where like yeah. one thing has sunk a whole network and it's like please shut shut the fuck yeah, up yeah yeah no i ran into that like someone was like can i tell them i worked at g4 and like oh frost ruined that and i was like no it was actually an effectual leadership that yeah. couldn't make a decision and had no idea what they wanted to do. Like mm-hmm. the frost thing was a moment mm-hmm. um, where you had to make a decision. Like this is mm-hmm. who we're going to be, but they didn't respond strongly enough mm-hmm. to the haters. They didn't back frost like they should have because that's right. your talent. Yeah. So it's like you basically just set yourself up to be the whipping boy by all sides of the internet. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it wasn't on her just for saying like, "Hey, be respectful of women." I thought it was a pretty like, love Frost. I don't mean this dismissively, but I thought it was a pretty like just boilerplate take. Like I didn't right. think she said anything too like, yeah, wild nothing or, controversial. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And somebody oh. entered to be like, "That killed G four. Yeah, it's like no. Nah. <laughs> having been having been on the inside, I know what killed G four. Yeah. <laughs> Also, too, yeah, I don't know, like, I don't want to give these people too many oxygen. It's just, like, it's also, like, I would just, I don't know. To me, it's, like, I was thinking about, there was, like, this new Ninja Turtles cartoon that came out. And there was, like, stuff where it's, like, I think they made Raphael the leader and they changed some of the designs. And I was, like, huh, I don't really think that works. But also, I'm not 10 or 12 anymore, so, like, I don't really, like, care. Yeah. Where it's, like, I don't, I don't get, like, some of these people where it's, like, do they care about this thing from the childhood like that much that it's like slightly different? Like, yeah. you know, it's just, it, it's, it's really weird. I always had dreams of like, yeah, I want to be like a big budget filmmaker. I want to take one of those on. And then doing G4 is like, well, because the nature of big budget filmmaking now is adaptation pretty much. You're either rebooting something from back in the day, mm-hmm. you're taking on some property people love <laughs> and seeing the vitriol on just fucking G4. Yeah. Like, it's just G four. Let's right. be like, I love G four, mm-hmm. but it's like it was. It was a part of my childhood. I loved mm-hmm. it. I was so excited to be a part of it. To be a part of X Play, no less. Like mm-hmm. one of the shows that really got me into gaming. Yeah, same. Um, I, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, for like till it started, till it ended, more or less. Yeah, yeah. same. Like, but like straight up to when they did the weekly stuff, and it was Blair and, mm-hmm. and Megan. Um. So or Morgan, my Morgan, bad. yeah. Um, Megan's RX play. Yeah, RX play. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like yeah, people there that loved it just as much as the fans, but because it wasn't the exact same thing mm-hmm. that they got when they were twelve, um, or in some <laughs> cases it was like yeah, you know, it was like you go back, like I rewatched old X play, mm-hmm. like on on YouTube before the job, like I was yeah. just doing the pandemic because I was during COVID, bored. yeah. Yeah, but, like, once I got the job, I was very much, like, trying to figure out the cadence of Adam's voice, like, trying to mm-hmm. to do the work of of trying to give you that feeling while also doing our own thing. Yes. Um, and which 
also was like just weird references to Bucks mm-hmm. dunking on the political establishment, no yeah. matter like which side. Like I, mm-hmm. I like dunking on everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. Those uh, original shows had so many uh, like Bush administration yeah. shows, but like you, know? you were twelve, so they just went over your head. Yeah. Like, now that you're an adult with opinions, mm-hmm. you're like, what or, the fuck's going on with that? Or you just get radicalized by some guy on YouTube, you know? Yeah. It was it was a wild experience that definitely yeah. made me averse to wanting to take on any property yeah. anyone has a pre existing love for. Yeah, I just I don't want to hear. It. I just want to do my job mm-hmm. and like be judged on how well I do my job, not based on how well I make you feel like a twelve year old again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I joke to people where it's like, man, I'd have to. That's a big life decision if you get offered like Star Wars or Marvel or you know a proper character. You have to like talk to your wife and be like hey babe how do you feel about like a secure like private security how do you feel yeah. like homeschooling our, our child like star wars <laughs> used to be such a dream job mm-hmm. you know and yeah. now the fans have just ruined the fans i say yeah the fans um, because look yeah. like i'm it feels like they just hate you know it feels like fandom yeah. is just hating things what? with with vitriol yeah what i don't know what they enjoy uh, yeah like look i have my critiques of star wars mm-hmm. i did not like Rise of Skywalker at all. Oh, yeah. Um, but I wasn't up here sending death threats to J.J. Abrams in the <laughs> cast. Yeah. It's just like, you took a swing, it didn't land, it sucks because that's the last Star Wars movie. I oh, was yeah. upset about that, yeah. and it was like, you know, the final, the... Skywalker saga, whatever yeah, the fuck. The final, yeah. the final bow was disappointing, but like... At the same time, I've seen disappointing Star Wars movies before. Yeah. I was alive when Attack of the Clones happened. <laughs> like, I saw the Clone Wars movie in theaters and mm-hmm. walked out. So, like, this yeah. wasn't new to me. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And also, too, at a certain point where it's just, like, if something's not for you, like, just move on or do yeah. something else. Watch something yeah. else. That's the weird thing is like everyone thinks everything should be for them. Yes. And it's like, no, because especially like I look at it, especially just sort of how my career's gone mm-hmm. and how I'm leaning more and more towards just being a, a working artist. Mm-hmm. It's like I look at it from just that perspective of doing the work of I know as an artist that not everyone's going to like what I do. Yeah. And I accept that. And instead of trying to shy away from it, I'm like, no. I'm going to make something for this audience that I think they will really enjoy. Yeah. That that I think is where the most interesting stuff comes from. When you're trying to make something for everybody, uh, you get Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah. It's a pre-warning for where this discussion is. <laughs> But I guess uh, just to preface that, um, are there, because you're a big comic book fan, we were talking about, are there any comics or movies or games that you've been watching or playing or reading? Um, So since being laid off, I've significantly cut back my comic box, but Mm -hmm. I'm still reading. I'm reading Batman. Um, I'm reading the Sins of Sinister crossover right now. Mm. Um, I thought I read the Judgment Day crossover when that was happening just a couple months ago. And boy, Karen Gillan knocked it out of the park, man. Like, oh, okay. I think, I th- like, so Hickman is one of my all time favorite writers. I think yeah, he's Star great. Wars, yeah, is one of the best crossovers, one of the 
like what he did on Secret Wars is just unparalleled. Yeah, um, it really is because it's like if that was like the last Marvel thing ever, that would be such a yeah. good ending. But I think Judgment Day is in the running, is going to hmm. toe with that story. Um, okay, well, that's like not one. necessarily in terms of like you know earth shattering consequences, but more so on what's it about uh-huh. and the way that book is constantly painting itself into a corner and finding really interesting ways to get out of it. Um, it sucked the landing, like which so few crossovers yeah. do like so many crossovers Hard. start strong mm-hmm. with a, like a dope premise. And then by the time you get to issue eight, you're just like tired. Ah, out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was fine. Um, or, or it sets up like another event or something. Yeah. 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 Um, because yeah, I think uh, a lot of a lot of crossovers, in my opinion, aren't good. Those are my least interesting. Yeah. Those are the stories I'm least interested in because they're so plot heavy. So it's more mm-hmm. about like like the Crisis on Infinite Earths, which mm-hmm. was really just like plot, 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 plot. Yeah, I didn't really say anything interesting about the DC universe or the characters that um that were in it. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, I've been reading Nightwing, which is great. I'm excited nice. for that new status quo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teeny Howard's Catwoman is mm-hmm. mm. um, also nice. G Willow Wilson's Poison Ivy, another great book. Um, and the the Batman One Bad Days they've been hit or miss, but I oh, the yeah, Cat- yeah, those are the good. Cat- yeah, the Catwoman yeah. one was good, and the Riddler one was fun. Yeah, I love the the Tom King Riddler one. That was yeah. uh, some of the uh, best Tom King writing I've read in a while because. Uh, I haven't read Human Target to be oh, clear. It's good. It's good. It's okay. Good. I'll get in and trade, but I felt like um Batman Catwoman fizzled off so bad towards the end, in my opinion. I didn't I didn't read any of his Batman. Yeah. I think I read the first like volume mm-hmm. in the trade. Um but yeah, the funny thing that happened with DC Rebirth is that I was so into all of it that I mm-hmm. read none of it. Like <laughs> I got like the first issues when they first launched it, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy shit. I can't decide, so I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I've been following basically all the mainline stuff because at my job before G4, I wrote about comic books Ooh. a lot too. Um, okay. It was the root was like my most interesting job, and in then I was writing about like the ills plaguing society mm-hmm. and comic books, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, which I needed just for some of the darker stuff that I wrote. It was nice. Yeah. Good love to you there. Yeah, so since doing that, I've been just keeping up with the books. Um, I got the Superman Son of Kal-El trades I'm excited to get into. So, yeah, you know, I just, I'm more of a DC than Marvel guy. Yeah. Um, with same. Marvel, it's really just X-Men, Moon Knight. Um, what else am I reading? I know there's something else. And as soon as we get off this, You'll I'm remember. Be like, oh, that's the book. Is it Captain America? No. Oh, I was reading Venom, but okay. it's getting a little long in the tooth. I thought mm. they've they it was a really cool um uh, it's kind of cross everything I was talking about. Like it started strong yeah. as like a continuation from Kate's run. Um, but it just feels like it's kind of been like spinning its wheels for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I this, I really oh sorry. Oh sorry. Yeah, I web just, crossover just yeah. I really did enjoy King and Black. That was one of the better yeah. crossovers. Yeah, I've King and Black was great. I mean, I think that's what a good crossover does, is it either mm-hmm. satisfies something, like, character-wise, brings a really good story to a conclusion. Um, I feel like a lot of times you just get sort of 
Like we just need things to happen because you need to drive up sales. Like uh like the dark web crossover they just did. Like I didn't I only read a little bit of the Venom part of it. Yeah. But my buddy Keegan, um, he does his own podcast about comic books. Um he was saying that it just was the most nothing crossover he's read in some time. Mm. Um and I could just tell from a little bit that I read. Yeah. Yeah. What are you oh, reading? Oh yeah, right now I'm getting really into the uh Paul Dano uh Riddler. Mini oh, how's series. that? It's really good. It's very like noir. Um kind of going with the Batman. And uh yeah, Paul Dano, I think he's written some scripts before, but he's a pretty good writer for you know, someone that uh that's not his like main thing and the art's really good. Uh, I believe they have some Jim Lee covers that are cool and nice. I yeah, I love that world of the Batman, and it's cool to like revisit it before, I guess, the Penguin spinoff and the Arkham spinoff, and then the Batman too. So you know, it's cool. And then I loved him in the as Riddler too. I'm not sure. Oh how yeah. Felt, but oh no, I thought he was. Fin- I thought Matt Reeves' Batman was uh was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. I didn't. I'm I'm hoping for Guns Brave and the Bold. It does what I've been wanting for. Batman movies is mm-hmm. to kind of get out of the the grim gritty hyper real yeah. style and something a bit more exuberant because mm-hmm. I always found it strange when people are like Batman's so dark and like realistic and I'm like mm-hmm. bro he squares up with like Clayface, Clayface. and Bane Killer Croc. Killer Croc yeah Poison Ivy like he's got so many fantastical villains um that I think they kind of cornered themselves into just yeah. only being in this this one realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, once you start getting, which, you know, not to diminish like Nolan or Reeves' Batman, but once you get into like that ultra realistic sort of like, okay, what if this happened in the real world? You just can't use certain villains like yeah. Clayface, uh, Killer, you know, stuff like Killer Moth or Firefly. Just they don't dwell on your only like, and, you know, I think like also too, you haven't like seen a new Batman villain as in like, we're adapting this character from the comics for a long time, like a new character, you know? I want to see, I really like what they've done with Punchline. I want to see her get some shine. Oh, yeah. Um, Same, yeah. I I would love to see, um, you know, maybe some of the Grant Morrison villains, like Professor, I think it's like Pike? Yeah. Pike, yeah, Professor Pike. Or, you know, just uh, people that we haven't seen anywhere, like Phosphorus or... You know, again, killer, maybe killer moth. That one, that one would be hard, yeah. but man bat. I would love man bat. <laughs> that one. I love man bat. That's a great villain. Yeah, man bat, man bat's cool. It, it's just like, yeah, there's so many weird corners of the bat universe. And I think the Arkham games did that well of, mm-hmm. of managing that grittier, yeah. uh, grounded style, but also not avoiding kind of the more heightened aspects of that world. I think that's the. That's the magic to a great Batman comic because then yeah. it feels like you have this guy that's just in a suit. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's a pretty regular, regular dude outside of mm-hmm. his bank account. Yeah, um, and he's like just squaring up with with mm-hmm. foes that he should be outmatched, but mm-hmm. because of his skill set, his equipment, but really like his skills. Yeah, um, he's handling it, and mm-hmm. it it sucks that you know it didn't suck, but it's just. I hate that Batman and Robin scared them so much from yeah. making something fun again. Yeah. Whereas, like, 
you know i i'm a i'm gonna have a soft spot for batman forever um, yeah I, I like it there's a lot of good like storylines in that too like yeah yeah i think it's... it 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 threads the needle of what burton did and schumacher's more flamboyant eccentricities mm-hmm. um to make a really interesting batman movie i think batman and robin just kind of went way too hard into the 1960s realm mm-hmm. which you know i know like there's people that were a fan of that but given right. what they established before um yeah just didn't really vibe in that world i thought george clooney was a great bruce wayne though. i yeah i think that too that's the one thing where it's like oh yeah clooney in the 90s he's totally just like yeah uh, like i i would love for him to have a redemption arc instead of mm. doing michael keaton as yeah. batman i think it would have been a bolder move to have george clooney just well, to give him that redemption run I read something you might you might be surprised. I want to say I'll say it after the recording, but okay. might be surprised. We'll see. Well, if Clooney pulls up in the Flash, I will be like, "Yeah, mad lads, you did it! You did it!" <laughs> Redemption, poor guy. Yeah, with the nipples and everything. That's what I want. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's not his fault. The movie was the way it was. I think mm-hmm. for the role he had, like he was perfect for it. Yeah. He was like a perfect Batman. And just a really bad Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, comics. Uh, I guess, yeah, I'm reading that. And then the Sergeant Rock Army of the Dead. By Bruce oh, how's Campbell. that? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if Bruce Campbell's written anything, but it's very interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, because Sergeant Rock, at least the ones that I've read, because I've read a lot of the Joe Kubert comics or graphic novels. Uh this one kind of like goes beyond like okay like because they're all like realistic war tales this one's like like that movie um overlord okay with like sergeant rock and it's like sergeant rock versus like nazi zombies and i'm like okay that's cool and it's yeah it's interesting i think the most i've encountered sergeant rock was in um dark knight's death metal oh okay yeah they bring him back yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I love uh I think that's uh such an untapped uh thing in the DC universe the more like military not the military but more the historical characters like Sergeant Rock the Blackhawks uh, Blackhawks I love the Blackhawks they're Same. I love their uh, little cameo on that if you've seen that DC New Frontier if you read that graphic yeah. novel where it's like you know they come to help the heroes and everything also, they're really great characters yeah i loved uh what morrison did just in the one shot of multiversity with society of superheroes i want to say mm-hmm. where's dr fade and the blackhawks oh I yeah see more of that world <laughs> yeah same but yeah all the historical dc characters are so good like jonah hex uh you know yeah they're all they're all cool so been reading that but yeah i've been uh reading a lot of like out of continuity continuity stuff for right now i'm trying to get back into some sort of ongoing but yeah it's, it's uh based on your recommendations i'll uh definitely pick out a few maybe the batman run yeah i mean zadarsky's batman's been been mm-hmm. interesting so far um dc is in an interesting spot right now i feel like they yeah. keep fucking relaunching and I'm oh like, yeah keep what pivoting. are we doing yeah, yeah, I was so cool with Internet Frontier, like the concept of it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the status quo for a while, dope." And now we're mm-hmm. at Donna DC, but yeah, and I'm curious how much this whole relaunch is tied into like what they're doing with the movies because it seems like they want like One. straight continuity through all. Yeah, of it, so it's we'll see. Yeah, because it's like it's interesting. Yeah, for DC, um, especially like I just remember. Uh, uh dark crisis and it's like 
it's so Black Adam set centric. And yeah. I'm like, you wonder if that's like, well, yeah, you don't wonder, but yeah. it's probably because of that movie. And then that movie just, it didn't tank, right. but, but it just didn't do as well as it. It just could've. didn't do anything. It just yeah. exists. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, that blows my mind too. That that's the reason the DCU got rebooted, more or less. I'm sure there's other factors, but yeah. But it's like that really was the the linchpin of like we're going either way. Either we're wiping the slate clean, or Black Adams are yeah. Or... Which is weird because I just yeah. kind of always thought Flash was that linchpin, no mm. matter what, because you're doing Flashpoint. So yeah, it really seems like that was intended to sort of set the stage for the new DCU. Yeah. So it was odd to me that Black Adam was even in that conversation. Yeah, that's weird. And then too, that movie uh also trips me out because it's like 15 years in development. The Rock was trying to make it with like various people. Uh, you know, the fact that and I like Black Adam, but it was like that was the character he like, you know, went hard on. The fact that it was like I probably it probably changed different eras of like the rocks persona or brand right you know it went from like 2007 where you're getting the rock and like you know some action movies but then like he's in like southland tales yeah <laughs> and then he goes into like fast and then he becomes action hero and then he becomes like okay the brand in the last couple of years yeah you know and then the dc movies are changing with it too and then it just becomes incorporated to the dc what a what an interesting ride that movie must have been, I guess. The uh, the hierarchy of power in the DC universe did indeed change. Yeah. <laughs> which is not the way the Rock assumed. Yeah, that's what he kept telling us. He kept telling us that it, it was. was. A, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy, just not in the way he was expecting. Yeah, that was also weird, too. That movie was just like, it felt like that was advertised forever on his Instagram or something, you know? Yeah. Just kept like, there'd be like workout videos and then he's like the man in black is coming and he's like but it's like nothing really related to the movie he's just like getting buff and everything <laughs> you know just high on his like own supply i don't know the rock kind of i don't know yeah like i like certain rock movies but the rock kind of i don't know Teth adam curls yeah he kind of like he trips me out now because it's just i just i don't know he's just yeah, so no, I, I'm a I'm a big sports guy. Yeah, um, I was watching the Pat McAfee show, and he was just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like I he was like, I'm really happy that Black Adam flopped because we're really getting like 2012, 2013 rock on social media. Oh, like, yeah. it seems like he really took that out hard. <laughs> yeah, and he's like in in regrouping mode. Yeah, that was uh, I think I saw this like Instagram video where he was like, I forgot what he's saying. He's like trying to like like be re- revisionist about the movie flopping where he's like, you know, sometimes in life you gotta, you gotta, you know, sometimes you fail and then sometimes you do, you know, it's not on you. You're saying something like that. I'm like, well, it's kind of on you. Cause it's like, you, you know, you're the producer on this. You, yeah. You, you know. are literally the guy who decided mm-hmm. how that movie was going to be. Yep. Like that's why you got a journeyman director so mm-hmm. that you could exert that much control. Yeah. Um, because Juan Colette Sarah has no business directing a superhero movie. <laughs> no. As we saw with Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, well, yeah, I guess we'll see Black Adam, maybe, I guess, in the DCU. So, all right. So, going off of that, um, Kang, what what the hell is his origin? Because it's like, I feel like he's up there with, like, Supergirl, in just terms of, like, has, like, three or four different origins, but... 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nathaniel Richards thing yeah. um, plays into it. And I think once we see who they cast is Reed Richards, that would very much um, go into it. I almost think that the John Krasinski casting in mm-hmm. Doctor Strange was just to sort of satiate fans. Um, yeah. I didn't want it, and I'm happy his fate was what it was in that oh, movie. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> just gets blown up. Yeah, I just like, I just can't believe Jim from The Office is the world's smartest <laughs> man. Yeah, like I know he's Jack Ryan, but I uh-huh. still can't even believe Jack Ryan as the yeah. world's smartest man. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's like he's buff for Jack Ryan. I yeah, guess, like uh... you're buff, but like that ain't got nothing to do with like solving equations and yeah. going to the cosmos and shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I wasn't opposed to him as Reed, but I wouldn't feel like too too strongly like, oh, okay, he has to be like Reed. I yeah. just thought it was the most boring choice. Like people were like, oh, let's do Emily Blunt and John Krasinski because they're really <laughs> married in real life, and I think that's just the like the that's the least interesting yeah. choices to me. Where it's like you like to see people on social media, so you want to see them in a movie, mm-hmm. okay? Regardless yeah. of like what the story is asking for, where these characters might go. Mm-hmm. Because also, John Krasinski is like, just too earnest in terms yeah. of his approach. Like, I'm sure he might have like a, a darker side to him. Mm-hmm. But like, Reed Richards is a fucking asshole. Yeah, which is he... why I always thought the casting of him was weird because nothing in his filmography really mm-hmm. like shows that just straight up like, yeah, dude you're garbage like like that like uh-huh. reed consistently has you like could it be me yeah yeah i don't know yeah reed is um he's often arrogant and then too like you look at some of those 60s comics like he's terrible to like sue and ben <laughs> yeah just... like his default is like in some ways he's smarter than stark but in other ways he's also worse than stark like yeah like stark yeah he can have an ego but he also has like he does have empathy and yeah. he does feel regret almost too much like he takes mm-hmm. like he takes the fate of the world personally yeah whereas reed is very detached from things yeah. um which makes him more more crazy he has more in line i think with xavier mm-hmm. than he probably would care to uh admit which yeah. like, i really like did you ever read x-men fantastic four zadarsky's like four issues uh, no i don't i don't think so no it's good and yeah. i think it was uh the way this the, the way it handles sort of the relationship between uh the richard family and the x-men mm. is just it was some good shit okay um mm. but yeah so with Kang in the movies, I don't know, dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because even still, like I'm, as I said, I'm not a big Marvel uh, guy. Like mm-hmm. I, I read, you know, the big stuff. Um, but with Kang, most of my experience is like recent and and like books like Timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of what I know just comes from like Wikipedia pages. Like mostly. yeah, so <laughs> yeah, because he's like so he's. The correct thing now is like he's the descendant of like a you know Reed Richards, right? Yeah. Nathaniel and like Reed's dad, Nathaniel. So he's like related to Reed in like a tangential way. That's yeah. kind of been the uh I think that was just kind of the general sort of like theory for a while. 
uh and but he's like he was introduced first i think in fantastic four where he was like the pharaoh ramatut and then like he uh you know the encounter of an ancient egypt um i remember there was like a there was like a storyline he was related to doom but then that got disproven so he's basically just this um you know like an evil like like a where it's like what if the you know you're the world's greatest hero more or less read uh gets like you know has this like descendant that's just like just an asshole because he's basically a despot that conquers realities and time timelines throughout the marvel universe um there's a good like bendis storyline where when bendis relaunched the avengers i believe he had like king and this like war with like ultron in the future and then uh uh, you know, you also had uh, like they adapted uh, the Avengers. I think it was like Next Avengers was the movie, the one with like the kids and everything. Oh, yeah. It was like the animated movie, and they used that. So that was interesting. But yeah, he's basically, you know, he's just a little convoluted because then we get into like his variants. So there's like three main variants. It's like Ramatut, which is like Egyptian king, Emperor. You know, back in time. There's like a mortis, which is like, God, that's like, I know I'd have to like look up Wikipedia <laughs> on that, but he's just like, he's just like, uh, he's just a variant of uh, King the Conqueror. He's just a future self is what I'm being told. I'm looking it up on Wikipedia because I'm not that confident in <laughs> telling people about a, a mortis. Um, and then there's a uh, Scarlet Centurion, which I have no idea too much about. And then uh, there's also Iron Lad, right? From Young Avengers. Oh. Right. Yeah. He, he yeah. dies. Yeah. He dies like immediately, but that's another King variant. So um, he just has a lot of himself running around the Marvel Universe, a lot of variants. So I guess he just has like backup plans, but they're also kind of at war from what I remember. They don't like the other Kings and everything. So I guess we'll get into that for like spoilers, but yeah, he's just a. He could get a little convoluted, but um, which makes him a very interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm just gonna put my thoughts out there. I, I had concerns when Marvel was doing multiverse stuff, and then when they said this was the multiverse saga, yeah, I was like, we'll see. Yeah, and after seeing Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, I'm still mm. very much like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no. It's um it's interesting that um yeah they use Kang because it's like he is a I think he is like a really good like Avengers foil and then I guess one of the talking points I want to bring up to you is how he used in a cartoon that we really enjoy um but yeah he's very convoluted so that's a very interesting choice that they went with Kang as yeah. like the new Thanos but especially because it's like I just don't so with DC like the multiverse is their thing. Mm-hmm. And they have a very clean way of explaining it, especially with the new 52. Like, I know people yeah. had their their criticisms of sort of the relaunch and what to do with continuity. Mm-hmm. But in terms of following the multiverse, especially the map that Grant Morrison uh, made for multiversity, it's very yeah. clean. Yeah. 52 Earths. That's yep. it. And this yep. is where they're at. This is where everything is. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to go into too much. Like, you, you can explain it in like one scene and it makes sense yeah whereas with marvel especially the mcu there's no ultimate mcu you know what i mean there's not like a secondary 
Marvel unit making movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure, you like they got the cheap heat out of the way with No Way Home, yeah, and I guess Multiverse of Madness. But you kind of burned your big gits already. So what are we gonna do to yeah. really drive home the multiverse of it all? Uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, bring back Ingley's Hulk, Hugh Jackman, right? Like, no, honestly, like it's like yeah. Ingley's Hulk, um, Thomas Jane Punisher, <laughs> Thomas Jane Punisher, Ray Stevenson Punisher. Yeah. Um, it it's it's yeah, man, and yeah. considering that Quantumania is supposed to be like the big setup to Phase Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's like uh... yeah we will see but phase four i guess we'll go into that um are we enjoying it or no i didn't so i know like on the internet a lot of people just liked phase four and i didn't hate it um i under (sighs) i just have complicated feelings about it yeah um because i thought some of it was good and some of it was underwhelming um yeah, it's it's a mixed bag. It's yeah. the definition of mixed. Yeah, mixed bag. Um, and just like yeah, there was stuff I was excited for that disappointed me, and stuff that I wasn't excited for that surprised me. Yeah, um, I thought Shang Chi was easily the strongest thing to come out of uh, Phase Four. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think it's a a, a question anymore. Yeah. I think Wakanda Forever's up there, mm-hmm. but just for different reasons. Like, I think. Uh, Wakanda Forever, almost not on the same scale of Endgame, but I kind of yeah. move it to the side as Endgame, as an Endgame like. Mm-hmm. It's just incomparable as a superhero movie because it was dealing with some real shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, like I was using words I didn't ever use to describe a superhero, a Marvel movie, no less. Where I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, the final shot is quietly devastating. You know, yeah, like, it's like I was, I was surprised them too, like. Especially kind of like the circumstances of that movie and like, you know, I can't imagine kind of what they were, you know, going through and then, you know, obviously Chadwick Boseman passing and then filming it during COVID. Like, it's yeah. such a miracle that that movie is like good. Like, Yeah, not, not only that it exists, but that it's good. Yeah. I had so much beef when people were like, yeah, but like. There wasn't enough Black Panther in it. And I was like, <laughs> bro, yeah. their friend actually died mm-hmm. their co-worker is no longer the one that held this whole thing together yeah god so as human beings mm-hmm. they're using art to process their grief yeah but also if you think about the story of the first black panther killmonger did burn all of the mm-hmm. um the heart uh, shape hurt art, yeah so it's like there re- there wasn't a way for there to be a new Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So it not only had to address, you know, the real life loss, but narratively it had to find a way to like to get a new Black Panther because of yeah. the events of the first one. And I think all the things it did, mm-hmm. it like it knocked it out of the park. It it just knowing what they went through. Yeah. I I think that movie is incredible. Yeah. Um yeah, I know of uh what's his name? Namor is such a good villain too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like on it's such an emotionally rich, thematically dense film, but it's also an exciting blockbuster with mm-hmm. such an incredibly charismatic performance from uh yeah. Like Yeah, he he's good. So and, good. So yeah. good. 
when uh mm-hmm. Queen Ramonda dies mm-hmm. and he's like, You're queen now. Yeah. Bury your dead, mourn your losses. I'll be back in a week. I was just like, God yeah. damn. <laughs> this man's a menace. And that's 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 good because that's how he is in the comics. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, Namor, you know, there's periods where he was like heroic, but like just the last like 20 or 30 years, he's just well, I mean, even before that, he's just an asshole because it's like one of the first things he does when he gets like revived in Fantastic Four is he tries to steal Reed Richards' wife, you know? Yeah. He's just, he's, just a, he's a real one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like he's just an asshole in the comics. Like there there, you know, there's nothing really redeeming about Namor. You know, yeah. he's just you know, he's just he's just a dick. And it made him they did a good job of actually making him a redeeming figure in the movie of like mm-hmm. he's a man fighting for his people, no yeah. matter the cost. Mm-hmm. Like he's willing to be the he's willing to be that guy. Yeah. If it protects the like those who can't protect themselves. So it's mm-hmm. like you respect it, but god damn, yeah. that dude's just nasty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there there were highs. Like I loved Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. I love Shang-Chi. Uh, I'm one of the five people that was actually very underwhelmed by Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, yeah. I uh, feel that that was a good theater experience. I will say that. It was yeah. good to watch it with people. So, like, uh, my my friend made a good point. Um He's like, yeah, the fact the movie didn't get interesting till until all the Spider-Men, Spider-Men showed up is not a good thing. No, like, yeah. That shouldn't be your saving grace. That should be the cherry on top. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, I was disappointed. Cause yeah, it, cause... It, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was just, I was going to say that that movie, I like it, but it's like a movie that was like made in an algorithm to appease me because it's like they know... I like Toby Sp- the Toby Spider Man. They know like all the Raimi villains. Um, I like you know like uh, Andrew Garfield enough, and they're like, okay, put this all in a blender, and we'll like appease the most common denominator of fans. And you know, there's a lot to critique about that movie. I can't admit, even though I think it was a very good time watching it. Um, you know, in a theater and everything with people after the pandemic and reacting to some of the scenes. But yeah, it's, that movie is. Uh, there's a lot to be said. <laughs> yeah, said I, and I like I liked these new Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I loved Homecoming. Mm-hmm. I thought Far From Home in terms of Spider-Man action was one of the coolest like Spider-Man okay. movies that we've seen. So yeah. I was like, I was actually excited for No Way Home. I was I was picking up what they were putting down. But with No Way, like the thing I loved about Far From Home and Homecoming is that they did new things with Spider-Man. It was like a new yeah. sort of feel. You're seeing villains you hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. And No Way Home's whole thing is literally like, remember all this stuff we saw before? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I yeah, if I wanted mm-hmm. to watch Spider-Man 2, I'd watch <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't was... have to. I, I Yeah. And yeah. so, like, it was cool seeing all the generation of Spider-Man together. Like, I'm not so cold-hearted. Mm-hmm. That, like, I didn't pop for that. Like, when all three of them landed on yeah. the, the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm here for this. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it's... it's uh, Yeah, that's a whole other podcast I, right there. I think, yeah, I think No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness and Loki are indicative of what was wrong with phase four and sort of the setup of the multiverse saga so far Yeah, is that, so it's like, I kind of was operating on the assumption that like most of the Disney plus shows weren't really 
building to anything. Yeah. Like I know that like WandaVision was like gonna tie into multiverse of madness. But generally, um it was all just kind of like we're gonna introduce these characters and kind of populate it. Like I'm a big fan of like the B comic, like the comic that isn't really tied into like the main continuity mm-hmm. or the main storyline you know when there's the big crossover generally that book is going to be doing its own thing yeah you know? i'm more likely to pick up something like avengers arena than mm-hmm. avengers proper right um and so that's how i felt about the disney plus shows and so coming from the comics like i could appreciate that approach i think the problem is that a they didn't make that clear to the audience yeah. because they spent the last 10 years telling them Everything we do links to the next piece. Yeah. You know, we have our yeah. self-contained story in the movie, <laughs> but like you're gonna see how all this chains up. When even Ant-Man and the Wasp provided one of the linchpins, the key MacGuffin mm. of Endgame, like you're telling people every piece matters. Yep. And with phase four, it didn't, it was so much of it. Yeah. And it didn't feel that connected, and yep. you couldn't really tell what mattered. Like yeah. Loki broke the multiverse yeah and so that that should be a big thing yeah so i'm thinking like okay so that's how no way home's gonna happen (laughs) they shattered the multiverse so there's all this instability and that's how we're gonna get you know the spider-man and all these things in here nope Nope, dr strange just does a fucking spell (laughs) that goes wrong and it's like okay then why that felt like a big thing but the Mm. way you're going about this makes it feel a lot less big and then you have multiverse of madness mm-hmm. where it's like well okay well now we're getting into it clearly <laughs> yeah and it's like no we're not i yeah. guess it's just about the dark hole <laughs> it was yeah it was just about wanda and you know yeah it's basically and, like wandavision again yeah well yeah because i just I, my thing with uh face four just felt like it was just stuff that was just unnecessary where it's just you know, I remember just kind of you watch some of these at midnight or stuff, you know, talk about the next day with friends and watching like Moon Knight at midnight. And it's like the fourth or fifth episode. I'm like, why am I watching this? Yeah. You know, like, so why, like why am I and here? I, and I think Phase 4 did start strong. Like WandaVision was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was fucking incredible. Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, shaky, but it yeah. did have its moments. It did, yeah. And it was cool seeing something at that scale on TV. Mm-hmm. Um. And Loki, I thought was great. And yeah. then, like, the first three shows, it was like, okay, yeah, okay. And then Black Widow comes out, and we're yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then Shang-Chi yeah. comes out, and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then like No Way Hulk comes out, and America goes crazy, and I feel like I'm fucking insane. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> then, just, like... People yeah, love the, the 20... Spider-Man. Yeah, but I think last year was mm. where it really came to a head. Like, yeah. Moon Knight, I was so hyped for it. I love Oscar Isaac. Yeah, love, I love Moon Ethan Knight. Hawk. Yeah, I love the character. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was where the Marvel formula was was clearly at play. Yeah. Because it's an inherently darker story. He's like a really messy, tragic character. Mm-hmm. Incredibly violent. And Moon Knight didn't deliver on any of that. No, yeah, it's like, you know, and it's, you know, it's, they didn't use any of the elements that I like about Moon Knight, the fact that, uh, you know, he's just like an urban vigilante, uh, and he's like getting his hands dirty, he was like really PG. Yeah, and I'm like, 
why is the fate of the world at play in yeah, a Moon Knight show? Moon Knight, yeah. Yeah, like, that was so weird to me. I was expecting this to be a B-level series, like a street-level mm-hmm. show with Moon Knight. Um, I'm yeah. reading Jed McKay's run on Moon Knight right now, and he's, like, knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Every week, the art looks great, and there's some <laughs> line Moon Knight says that I'm just like, he's that dude. <laughs> yeah. He's that dude. Did and, not happen once and, in the show. Yeah, and the, the schizophrenia aspect is, like, I don't know, like, just the way they used it was just, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a conversation we had, but it's just, it felt like it was more, like, uh, just i don't know like in the comics where it's just like they go to some dark places and they were just like i don't know yeah they just didn't go with that it felt like a plot device more than like an actual interesting aspect of the character they were gonna explore like when they were in freaking the the underworld the afterlife Mm -hmm. um there were some beautiful moments in there and then it's like there's this real like moment between um steven and grant what's up i think it's like grant right yeah, Stephen Grant, and then what's the other name? Mark. Spectre. Mark. Yeah, so Stephen yeah. and Mark. My bad. I keep thinking Jake. But no, no, it's all right. yeah. That's the that's the third one. Yeah, yeah. But those two, they're having a like this this really emotional like conversation, and immediately there's an action sequence with quips, and it's like yeah, yeah. it's like each time you get to a point, they immediately pull back because like we can't we can't go that far. Yeah. Um. So that was, I, I, yeah, um, I couldn't really get down with Miss Marvel, but yeah. I just kind of was like, I'm not the audience for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, not, like I wasn't, know, I wasn't butthurt yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, I did like She-Hulk more than most people. Okay. Oh, um, interesting. I, yeah. Yeah. I know that there was a lot of critique about it. I know some of the writing could get a little ham fisted. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing I liked was that it was just a legal comedy that mm-hmm. happened to have a superhero in it. But that was really cool. It was like, wow, this just is like, again, it felt like one of my favorite comics of like yeah. One Star Squadron, which was a really good DC book last year. Mm. It's like, what if like the, the C and D tier heroes past their prime, how are they making money? And yeah. so it really is like a movie. Uh, it's, it's a book about capitalism using superheroes. Hmm. Um, but it's not like about saving the world or anything. I thought She-Hulk did that well to an extent. I thought it was a solid first draft. If they can kind of get some of the ham-fisted, like... Twi- yeah, it felt yeah, like Twitter, it was a... Sh- Twitter lingo, yeah, yeah, out of it. Um, it could have been it, better. Yeah, it could have been better. But I think it was a solid first attempt. Okay. Um, I didn't... I didn't love how they used daredevil but i didn't hate it either. yeah i was, I was um, glad to see him same it was just yeah. like it was the same thing that my my cousin he was saying when he saw kingpin and hawkeye mm-hmm. he's like this they got the same actor but like this isn't what kingpin oh, would have done yeah. yeah from from daredevil and same with daredevil it's like this is him mm-hmm. but it's not yeah and maybe then, there's gonna be like a variant situation. Yeah, it's like that was a MC- variant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the MCU versions meet their Netflix versions. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. phase four overall, and you know it's wild. So I was talking mm-hmm. to my mom about this this morning of like phase one through three was ten yeah. years, twenty movies. Yeah. Phase 
four was 2021 to 2022. Yep. And it was like 17 projects in one year. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it more like, people now. <laughs> yeah. Like freaking it was Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. uh, Black Widow, Eternals, mm-hmm. No Way Home, yeah. WandaVision, movies. Um, Hawkeye, Hawkeye, What If, Loki, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, She-Hulk, <laughs> I know I'm forgetting something. Yeah, um, there's something else, but yeah, that's a lot yeah. of shit. Yeah, a lot of stuff with just oh, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda, yep. Um, like all that within such a brief, within like in a year's time. <laughs> oh, Moon Knight, which we were Moon just Knight, talking yeah. about. <laughs> so we're forgetting. Yeah, yeah, it's too um, much. Werewolf by Midnight or Werewolf, yeah, by, Werewolf Night, by Night, which was which great. I, yeah, it was good. The yeah. Christmas special. <laughs> the Christmas, yeah, was, that was sure was a lot. They they. Churned up that Marvel machine. Yeah, and Phase Four just didn't really do anything. Yeah, it so didn't that's deliver. kind of the problem. Is like it introduced stuff, mm-hmm. no payoff. Yeah, but nothing really went anywhere, and yeah. nothing really seemed to set up anything, mm-hmm. which you don't need to do. But if you're going to take that approach, the storytelling has to be at a higher level of quality. Yeah, which yeah. I don't think it was. No, there was so much stuff like in Love and Thunder, where it's like Hercules being fucking being Love introduced. and Thunder. Yeah, I love it. yeah, I'm not gonna talk about that movie because it was awful. But like, yeah. uh, Hercules being introduced, and it's like we'll never see the dude that's playing Hercules for like at least another five years. Yeah, you know? and yeah, and like, and, mm-hmm. and so many of the movies, like you think, like okay, the shows are gonna kind of be the B shows and like just set up characters, but the movies are gonna drive the meta narrative forward. Yeah, nope. Because mm-hmm. what did Love and Thunder fucking do? I, I don't have an answer for that. Had like two, maybe three good jokes in there. Mm-hmm. That the jealous exactly acts did get me. Yeah, um, three good jokes precisely, and then yeah. But beyond that, goats. yeah, it was just <laughs> a movie that exists. And yeah. uh, if we're moving more towards it, man, my big critique after watching this movie was why didn't they just introduce Kang and in Thor four? Yeah. Or I think, Loki. Well, I guess they did Loki, but this version of King. But I think, like for this version of King, it would have been much more imposing and much more like, oh, this dude's something to play with. If yeah. King mops, like damn near mops the floor with the mightiest Avenger. Yeah, if you give Thor that 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 opponent, um, especially like Thor just trying to get his mojo back, and he has to square up against King, like. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would have been a much more interesting movie. Would have gave it the stakes it desperately <laughs> needed. Yeah, the damn um, man. And would yeah, and would have like made would have given Phase Four a bit more narrative heft, so you could yeah. see kind of where we're going. Yeah. Instead, we get Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll dive into that, but yeah, that Ant Man was just certainly a movie. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's not like Love and Thunder, where it's just Love and Thunder just in the theater i'm just like i want like i remember just going to the bathroom wanting to leave <laughs> watching love and thunder but uh quantum mania it's just like it's it's the peak of like marvel midness i guess we're gonna go full bone uh you know into this conversation but it just reminded me like i don't know if they they keep because they keep hiring that but like like a rick and morty episode you know yeah. it felt very much like rick and morty which like i don't know that is that might be like a bit of a point of topic with like current events but like some of those like rick and morty episodes like they're good episodes and then they're like not so great episodes and this like felt 
like the bad tropes of like Rick and Morty where it's just, you know, like the third or fourth joke about like holes or buttholes or like, you know, stuff like that. Or it's like the third joke on like Modoc, which I don't know. I, I, I enjoy Modoc as a character. And like, I love that he's so like goofy, like not goofy, but he's such a comic booky concept where it's just a floating head. And they take that to this level where it's like, oh, look at this guy. He's a floating head. Isn't this dumb? And it's like, well, yeah, the he's a character. Don't you want to use it? And they're just like, just ragging on Modoc. And it's just, he's reciting his origin and they just keep interrupting it. Or it was, oh man, the way they used Modoc was just, and I'm not like a huge Modoc fan. I'm like, that's just bad. Like, this is bad writing. I didn't, I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, if only because it was like, are we allowed to do spoilers on? Yeah, we'll go in. Yeah, let's full on spoilers warning um, for anyone. Yeah, I didn't hate Modoc because I was like, well, at least you found a way to kind of at least tangentially tie this to the yeah, other Ant Man movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like after after you eliminate the supporting cast from the like all the movies. Yeah, they're all like gone. This is such a weird third movie. Mm-hmm. Um because Ant-Man 1 and 2 felt like a 1 and 2. Yeah. Um, and I know some people think Ant-Man and the Wasp is weak, but again, uh, Ant-Man, the Ant-Man movies are my least favorite of right. the MCU. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I dislike them. Yeah, um, at Ant-Man, least cohesive, their cohesion yeah. between them is... Yeah. Like like with Ant-Man 1, my main... Be- like It was a fine movie, but I'm mm. always going to want the Edgar Wright cut. Like, yeah. I'm just... That's who I am as a man. Like, I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that was fine, <laughs> but like, you know, I know it could have been better. Yeah, um, not... Yeah. Ant-Man the Wasp, because Peyton Reed got to do his own thing and that was his own movie, I think it was stronger than the mm-hmm. first Ant-Man. Um, and it just... And it had so much charm and warmth... And, like, it really did feel like a story about this family just kind yeah. of caught up in this this wild, zany world. Like, I, I thought it just added a uh, a nice bounciness and levity to the MCU, especially yeah. as we were on the road to Endgame um, yeah. when it came out. So, to do this one, it's like everything that made the Ant-Man movies work and the kind of the spot they filled in the MCU was stripped away. Um, in yeah. favor of what? You like know? plot devices, joke, yeah, you like, know, irrelevancy too. Because it's like, I don't know. Because it's like that scene where it's like again spoilers, like Modoc's dying, and they're like still saying the same joke after yeah. he had this like heroic uh, sacrifice. I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? Yeah, like this is like yeah. out of like literally out of like a Rick and Morty thing. Like it's this is a Rick like, and Morty bit. Yeah, it was. It, there was no like it could have been a moment of like actual character development, mm-hmm. actual character Something. work. Instead, it was just a one note joke, and it's like, oh, I guess that weird head guy's dead. <laughs> yeah. um, especially yeah. like I read, uh, I just read Nick Spencer's Secret Avengers mm-hmm. um, over the holidays. Okay. There's actually some really interesting Modoc stuff in there. Yeah, like, yeah, Modoc. See- yeah, Modoc can be interesting. Like, so it's like to see them do this take. It's like I, if they did more with it, I'd have been like, yeah. So while I don't hate it, I'm not gonna say it's like good. No, and yeah. it's kind of shitty that like that's <laughs> Modoc in the MCU, guys. Yep. Yeah, that's same. what he is now. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, he yeah, it like felt like what a waste, but 
I mean, yeah. that's kind of the description of Ant Man and Wasp Quantum Media. What a waste! <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's, it's mid. Yeah. It's very mid. It, it, it simultaneously goes too big and too small at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's it's a third movie in a trilogy that feels like a zero issue of a comic book. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't connect anything. Either. Yeah, it just gives you like enough context of what's to come, but it doesn't feel essential. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you can read like. I don't know, Civil War without reading Civil War issue zero. Yeah. You know, but if you read issue zero, you have a little bit more understanding of of what's happening. And that's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania of just like, we're just going to give you some exposition about some stuff. And that's it. Yeah. Like, all hail Jonathan Majors, because he put that movie on his back, dude. Yeah, he was good as King. Yeah, he's like, just king because it's, but also too, like it's just, uh, I don't know, like as a as an ensemble, like he just doesn't me- like the rest of the cast doesn't mesh well with this performance. I felt. I think that's like a, an intentional juxtaposition, right? Because it's like, it's fucking king, yeah, and an Ant Man movie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just like, yeah, Kang has no business being in an Ant Man movie. And yeah. Ant-Man has no business being in a Kang movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird that they put Kang in an Ant-Man movie like when they announced it. <laughs> and having seen the movie, I'm still like, yeah, that was weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they chose to go about it yeah. that way. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of any interesting Ant-Man villains, though, to be honest. Like Egghead or... Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know like the other Ant-Man villains. AIM, but Tony Aim. Stark already handled them in mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. Yeah. Um... So it's like, yeah, we got there. Yeah. You go, like, Ant Man is just constantly getting other people's films. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, Ant Man, particularly Hank Pym, is just mm-hmm. like, what if Tony Stark, but more arrogant and just always failed? Yeah, I like, think that's domestic abuse, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, just a piece of shit. Which I mean, you know, I do like that Michael Douglas is a charming Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. Um. And God, man, it's like such a stacked cast. Yeah, such a stacked cast. For they have like, yeah, they have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, like you have Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer in this bitch. Yeah, like Please. legends in the game. Michael Douglas <laughs> historically is one of my all-time favorite actors. Yeah, like he's just great. And this is what he's like. Just <laughs> you know what I mean. And he does yeah. great for what he's given. Yeah, but he's I'm not sure, given a lot. Yeah, I'm sure he appreciated the checks. I guess. Probably, yeah. Probably about the third or fourth house, but yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it's disappointing that like you know, uh people have like nothing to do, or like I don't know the material because it's like, what's her name? I thought she was really getting like freaky, Catherine Newton. Yeah, stature is just I don't know what's going on because it's like the way they write that character is just like I don't know the scene where he's t- she's telling like Modoc not to be a dick, and that's like a huge plot point. Yeah, I'm like what? What is this? You know? Yeah, like that was not built up at all. Yeah, um, uh, I don't know. Stature not handled well because I think Stature is like a really interesting character, at least from like Young Event or yeah, Young Avengers. Yeah, you know, even even Wasp, whose name is in the title of the movie, yeah. is given nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, me and Emily, also fellow mm-hmm. X Play alum, we were mm-hmm. talking about this last night about how just like it felt like 
no one in the movie had anything really to do and no, no. vested stakes in no. the story. Like it just felt like the movie was happening to them. Like they yeah. weren't really proactively mm-hmm. doing anything or had any real investment in what no. was going on. Yeah. Um, it also doesn't feel like an Ant-Man movie too. Cause it's like, at least for me, the, the main thing of like Ant-Man is like, you know, like it, they're like heist movies more or yeah. less. There was like a heist at the end for like five there's, minutes. Yeah, there's like one moment where it's yeah. like a, a mult of the fucking, I don't know, transdimensional heist, and it's like, oh, okay, okay. You kind of did it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just nothing about this really felt like why why besides it being in the quantum realm, why was this Ant-Man? Why was this like an Ant-Man vehicle? Yeah. Was, it didn't really justify itself too. Yeah, it just is a movie that exists, mm-hmm. you know. And like yeah. as the 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 beginning of Phase Five, mm-hmm. it does not set the tone well. Like you think about how Phase Three started, fucking Civil War, yeah. And you were just like, "Yo, yeah, it's going down." Yeah. Even I'm I love it, uh, Iron Man Three. Mm-hmm. I like it too. Yeah. Like, I'm a Shane Black fan. Yeah. Same. And I thought you know Phase Two before phase four uh was the weakest but when i look back at phase two it's like the only really bad movie was thor the dark, dark world, world. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> one good thor movie yeah iron man iron man three banged guardians of the galaxy banged winter soldier still top tier marvel mm-hmm. um yeah. avengers age of ultron waste of ultron but i think that as a linchpin of setting up things to come because those payoffs were delivered so mm-hmm. significantly and so yeah. excellently that I don't go back to Age of Ultron, uh-huh. but it's like I un- it's sort of like Iron Man two, yeah. where it's like I'm not a big fan of you, but I understand the role you played, yeah, in it, getting us to these it, things. Yeah, it ma- it made sense. Like the logic is there. Yeah, with yeah. Ant Man and the Lost Quantum Mania, though, mm. I don't really think I'm gonna. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I'm retroactively gonna be like, oh <laughs> dog. Because even yeah. even with Age of Ultron, like one year later, we immediately got Civil War and mm-hmm. we immediately saw the consequences of what happened in that movie. Yeah. So it's like the setup immediate payoff. Yeah. And while it's still a flawed movie, uh-huh, it did beget some great stuff. Yeah. Ant Man. Yeah. Also, yeah, I don't know. Ant Man's just maybe it'll pay off, but like this couldn't have been an episode of Loki or something, you know? Yeah, like the even even the ending, just the ending to me completely is where I was like, okay, then what the fuck was the point of this? Yeah, because um, full spoilers for the ending of Ant Man and the Wasp for anyone who's still listening mm-hmm. may not have seen the movie. Um, they kill this version of Kang, and I was under the impression that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, because you're introducing like, and I know he has variants and variants. Yeah, but it's like, what really was the point of this? Because you already yeah. introduced Kang in Loki. Mm-hmm. You already set up the threat when he who remains is like, you'll find my variants much more like disagreeable or whatever. Yeah. Like, he 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 establishes a threat very clearly in the finale of Loki. <laughs> yeah. It did all the legwork 
for you. Yeah. So what was the point of Quantum Mania? Uh, uh, was the Conqueror was mm-hmm. the one in the in the Quantum Realm the only thing stopping them because he was stranded in the Quantum Realm? Yeah. So like. And you already knew if mm-hmm. you're Kang, if you're these versions of Kings and you're existing at all points of time, all the time, you already know how this story yeah. ends. Yeah. So there was never a threat from this Kang. Yeah. Like he was never going to be the thing to stop you from unleashing hell across the multiverse. You could have been and done this as soon as you exiled this king yeah it, it was just it was weird too and then also too like king gets defeated by ants uh, they were technologically yeah advanced, yeah but... that was just like what yeah. um also like i thought the ending would have been better if scott stranded himself in the yeah. quantum realm something i thought that's what we were going for mm-hmm. but instead you cheaped out so it's like yeah. any time again it's like anytime they get close to like something great or interesting yeah, yeah it's like oh wow they're really gonna go for oh no they're not yeah like okay. yeah that's that's kind of been marvel for the last couple movies where it's like somewhere i don't know the the movie that actually even though it was a bit of a course correction like the fact that they had spider-man in such an interesting place and that third one you have to like at least give it to him at least they went somewhere where it's like it's not a happy ending i feel like you know some of these movies they're just um, yeah, I guess like cheap endings where it's just that's a or a safe ending at least. That was such a it was so safe too. The whole movie was safe, which is mm-hmm. just like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, dog, you took us like you saw the effect Infinity War had on people. Yeah, I remember going Thursday the night theater? showing of that movie. Yeah, and usually every Thursday night showing of Marvel movies, especially at that point, the audience is in rapturous applause. Mm-hmm. They're tooting and hollering, having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Infinity War, it was stunned silence. It wasn't because yeah. it was bad. They just couldn't believe what they saw yeah. and the fact that we had to wait a year to yeah. like be like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, you know? Um, and even still... I think the bolder move in Infinity War, because I know they wanted to give, you know, the OG Avengers that one last ride in Endgame. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, y'all should have killed the OG Avengers <laughs> at the end of Infinity War, because that would have really drove home Endgame of like, did they, are they not coming back? Because yeah. like, especially how much audiences know about like contracts and like, Mm-hmm. actors talking about how long they got left to go yeah you know like if infinity war ended with the original six getting washed that would have been even stronger yeah um but even still for how they did it like people were like yo this is bonkers mm-hmm. um so i i think it's kind of sad that they pull that card so few and far between when you see it work really effectively in something like infinity war or even as you said no way home we're like yeah they really changed the status quo to something really interesting and kind of tragic mm-hmm. you know like uh yeah. my mom didn't like the ending to no way home because it was so sad mm-hmm. she was just like i mean think about it he lost everything he lost yeah. his aunt he lost, like, he has no family in this world. Tony's not there anymore. Nobody he, like, fought with remembers him. Like, mm-hmm. he's just alone in the world now. That's not a yeah. fun Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, at least it, it does something interesting, which is, like, just for Ant-Man, just, I don't know. Yeah, they play that safer. I don't know. It's just such a... Yeah, like, setup. 
nothing's changed yeah. by the end of it. And even the post credit scene seemed to hint that like, okay, so Loki's gonna be where like it really comes. Yeah. Like, I'm just <laughs> what was the it's point? just yeah, it's yeah. just it was such a it was such a pointless endeavor. Yeah. They really well, should have just made a good Ant-Man 3 mm-hmm. and kept the Kang stuff being threaded through Loki. Yeah, like, exactly. That would that would have been great. Yeah, um, also also too just the they also felt like they took away the likability of these movies because it's like I just still can't get over the fact where you don't have like Luis Michael Pena yeah! as Luis and like his recaps and everything. Everyone loved that. That was so what they... made the movies was like the, the dynamic between Scott and his fuck up friends. Yeah. Like, like it was superhero movies about people who had no business being in superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And I think Quantumania could have been fun if they tilted more into yeah. that of like, yeah. yeah, what if we put Ant-Man in an actual ass MCU movie. Yeah. He has no business being in. Mm-hmm. And he's just woefully outmatched and outgunned. Yeah. And also too, like again, it's I don't know, I kind of noticed this in like at least from Endgame on, where some of the mistake the, the mystique of some of these heroes aren't really a thing in Marvel Universe where I don't know sure if you remember the the scene where it's like uh the Hulk's in the diner in Endgame. And yeah. people are just going up to him and asking for selfies. The Hulk. And it's like, and then he dabs. And it's like, you know, kind of annoying. But like, just the fact that they're not really treated as like these like superheroes or these gods. They're kind of like treated like if you ran into like, I don't know, like Brad Pitt or someone. They're kind of like just treated like celebrities. And then you kind of get that with Scott where he's just writing books and people are like asking him for photos. And I'm like, something about that is just so uninteresting and it's like if if that's like how they're treated, like everyone's just cool with superheroes. There's no pushback anymore. How are the X Men going to be handled? You know exactly. No, yeah. that's the biggest thing. It's like why are the why would the X Men be that Feared scary? And hated. Yeah, yeah. If you love like superheroes are just loved. Yeah, you know like. And what makes us like yeah it, the logic of the MCU makes me very concerned about what X-Men's going to be in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> because it's yeah. just like, I don't... Their yeah. whole... Their yeah. whole being yeah. is, is about, like, marginalized people. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they're hated they're, and feared by the people they protect, you know? Yeah, like, that's the that's the core conflict at the heart of, of X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the MCU, it's like, that doesn't... <laughs> exist. And, yeah, like... Yeah. The only way, like for me, Fantastic Four maybe you can get around it. But mm-hmm. I was just like, when people are like, oh, Fantastic Four and X-Men are in the MCU. I'm just like, yeah, but they're here in phase like four, five, yeah. six. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, if they were threaded through the beginning, mm-hmm. sure. But like with Fantastic Four, they're Marvel's first family. Yeah. Their whole status quo is that they've been here through all of it, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And so to just sort of like throw them in now, yeah, you could say that you know they were on their cosmic voyage while all the stuff was happening. Yeah, time anomalies, sure. yeah, stuff like that, sure. Um, but with X Men, yeah. like I really think they don't have any other choice but to do the Hickman run, mm-hmm. um, because the most logical conclusion is yes, the mutants have been like biding their time on Krakoa building this functional nation state and now they're announcing themselves to the world because they've seen all the timelines in which 
this goes south for them. Yeah. So if they're going to announce their presence to the world, they're going to do so with, you know, yeah, a whole nation behind their back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're and they're coming too. They're slowly putting in mutants in the S- MCU, like Namor, yeah. Miss Marvel, I guess. Um, I hope say they say the word mutant and then give yeah. me the '90s sting. Oh, that's okay. That worked in Doctor Strange, but like the second they did that in Miss Marvel, and I, again, I didn't see it in context and seen it like on my phone on Twitter. I'm like, oh no, stop. Yeah, it's like you don't have you don't have to do that. Yeah, because it's like um, okay, I love that '90s X Men theme. That's a great. It's a great, great theme, yeah. But, but it's also like, just you know, you're allowed to make new things, right? Yeah. You, know you don't have to just keep rehashing stuff that already, mm-hmm. like that stuff that you're rehashing. It was new at one time, yeah. And people fell in love with it because it was uh-huh. good. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, just for Ant Man, it was just I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how phase five, five. yeah it's the start of phase five it's the big it's just and it's interesting because like the rotten tomato score um which i don't put too much stock in considering it it's it's like it's just saying like the percentages are positive to negative reviews it's not the actual yeah when people say that's like the mark of a movie's quality yeah like shut up yeah just read the like i i usually have like five reviewers i tend to go to and just Mm -hmm. you know see what they're saying about it but I know it is a marker for a lot of people. Um, and it's like at 40%. So yeah. it's like, you know, like generally, like that's pretty bad for a Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, I think the only <laughs> thing lower than it is Eternals. And you know like, what? Eternals is a much more interesting movie than yeah. Quantumania. Yeah. Even if you don't like it, yeah, you could appreciate it. You yeah. Know? Like, like Eternals, the problem with Eternals is it was trying to do too much and yeah. too small of a package. That should have been a show. Yeah. Um, but I think Eternals is like weird in some interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it it's flawed, but flawed in a cool way. I yeah. like things that are messy and flawed, and like mm-hmm. yeah, it's not perfect. But I like that you swung for the fences, and some of your shots didn't land, but some of them did. <laughs> yeah, Ant Man, it didn't swing for anything. <laughs> it, like, yeah, it's just it bunted the ball. <laughs> <laughs> they're like here you go set pretty up pretty much like, yeah <laughs> it's and, and audiences like are 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 not feeling ant-man um like i don't think the way i will cape for eternals i don't think we're gonna hear anyone caping for Ant-Man yeah like that. <laughs> those ant-man fans they're out there yeah like because the everyone yeah the fact that emily's first text to me after she saw the movie last night was joe what the fuck did i watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I felt like, you know, I knew what X play. I was generally the more, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I was the more critical one, like, yeah. of everyone's reviews. I was sure. the one that was always like, it's a three. Yeah. <laughs> it's a solid three, yeah. Yeah. This is like but, a two. This is yeah. a solid two. <laughs> but, but no, and Emily was like, she was going in and she made some good points because she also had beef with the ending. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that, like, because I was like saying, like, yeah, I think Scott should have stayed in the quantum realm, like sacrificed yeah. himself. That would have been like a big moment. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, yeah, because then he would have been fucking looking out for the little guy in the quantum realm. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's yeah. right there. It's so and they a just better movie. Yeah. Didn't do it. It's, it's, like, int- yeah, it's crazy to see these obvious, like, telegraphs of a better movie that they just they don't just do. don't go yeah. for that one's like yeah you set yourself up for like a layup 
and then you decide to be Ben Simmons and just pass the ball. <laughs> like, yeah. It just... Yeah. Is is Ant-Man the Wasp, like, watching... Uh, there's this YouTube video that uh-huh. backs me up, which is, like, Ben Simmons highlight reel from, like, 2021 to 2022. Okay. And it's okay. just him sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> and walking up and down the court that's the equivalent of watching quantum media <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah. just like okay yeah, yeah. y'all uh, they you, just, sure yeah. Did, you, you sure pass did you sure did pass ball. the ball yeah i guess, I guess so. you made a play i'm mm-hmm. hoping that loki actually shoots it yeah you know? they hopefully they'll dunk it you know maybe yeah you know down. Ant-Man will only be an assist. It's not it's not a slam dunk. It's not <laughs> yeah. a layup. It, it's mm-hmm. just an assist of a movie. Yeah. Which it's a a solid stat, I guess. Um, but no, I don't go to a movie to see an assist. I want to see a slam dunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, want to see a three-point uh, shot. I want to see something. <sighs> yeah, this that movie. Ugh. Um but yeah, it's it's uh well, we saw it, I guess. Uh yeah. For purposes well for this podcast probably there we go oh so one thing i know i'm getting old because i like i keep talking more and more in sports analogies yeah um and secondly the 3d i did see this in imax 3D. Oh, okay this movie was not made for 3d oh yeah the conversion uh, probably yeah. was not there or it was thought about yeah it was not shot for 3d it was not lit for 3d it was incredibly dark the only reason i saw it in 3d is because it was like i wanted to catch the first showing yeah um just to get it out the way yeah and the only one was imax 3d (laughs) and it was like and like the pricing basically was like it was the afternoon so it was it was discounted okay yeah but if i saw it later it would have been more expensive so it was just really like well like i guess i'm seeing it in imax 3d because the math math's there yeah. Um, and hopefully it looks cool. And no, especially, you know, I'm an Avatar 2 stand. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, coming off coming, of Avatar. Yeah, coming off of Avatar, um, both in visual effects and the 3D, it's just no. Because, yeah. like, you're really seeing the seams in, in the new Marvel movies. Like, because Avatar 2, I keep saying, like, my, my go-to for it, it's like, it's seamless immersion. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't see where the real began and the like where the real end yeah. and the fake began like i believed everything i was seeing whereas ant-man i was like yep they're standing in a ps5 cutscene i'm pretty <laughs> sure that's a volume right behind me yeah i, I can tell i can mm-hmm. tell bud how so, not to make a movie i guess <laughs> yeah like just just my biggest plea for hollywood is just build some fucking sets man yeah like just yeah, build some sets bad. and add Probably. some cgi Probably cost effective too, I imagine, at this point with how yeah. they're with how many Yeah, how many effects houses you have to bring in and or, the way you're yeah. like killing burning them these, out. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just, the thing. Just build a set. Like it looks <laughs> better. Look yeah. at Top Gun Maverick. The reason people went to that movie again and again is because you knew what you were looking at was real mm-hmm. and you couldn't believe it. And you yeah. were just like they like, filmed with real it. jets. Yeah, like you felt it in your stomach. You're just like, oh my god. Whereas like something like Ant Man, you're it's just it's all fake. Yeah, I can't buy into any of it because single shots of of people and they're not probably on the same. They're not filmed at the same time. Like the close up when when um, Hope is first in the quantum realm and it's like on her and it's like you can see Evangeline Lily and the suit. 
and then everything behind her is just completely fake. Yeah. Like, no, you look at so Blade Runner 2049 mm-hmm. did not cost um substantially more than your average Marvel movie. Yeah. And I got the art book on that, and they built oh. so many models and so many like actual sets mm-hmm. for that movie on sound stages. So so much of what you're seeing is real with some added stuff put in in post. And I think that's the best way yeah. to do it. Like if your eye has something real to attach to, you're more willing to get invested in the world. Whereas like if I'm look, if the only real thing I'm seeing are the two actors on the screen, mm-hmm. I'm just like, what am I? Yeah. I might as well just make an animated movie at that point. Yeah. What am I connecting to? Yeah. 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 Um, and when those characters aren't doing anything, but just giving out plot exposition the whole time. Yeah. Oh God, I did not like this movie. No. I think like the more I talk about it, the more <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I was like, yeah, it was fine. It was well the road. No, I think it's actually a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, the more we talk about it, the more we hate it. But yeah, I guess I don't know. Before we like go like full blown like just you know like destroying this movie. Uh, any any final thoughts? I guess. Um, you know, I love Paul Rudd. I think he's a great actor. I think he was a good ape man. Yeah. Um, and it sucks that like this is his first real because the animated movies have always sort of been like you know the the run of the litter of the MCU. Yeah. And so this is their first swing at giving them a proper big ass MCU movie, and the fact that it was just so middle of the road is so disheartening. <laughs> yeah. But particularly for that cast, like you mm-hmm. took everything out that that made these movies like, yeah, they had their own little corner, corner of the world. Yeah. But they were a charming little corner. It was a nice little breath of fresh air from, you know, the big spectacle. Like, I thought the placement of them was smart. Like, you get the big spectacle of Age of Ultron, and then immediately in July, you get the first Ant-Man, which is a small-scale, you know, heist Mm -hmm. movie. And then same, you have Infinity War. And then there's a nice little breath of fresh air. Ant-Man 2. Yeah, Ant-Man 2, and it worked. And with this, it's like, you you made the big thing with Ant-Man. It's funny. Like, again, it's about a dude getting big and small. And actually, that's my biggest problem. I don't feel like Ant-Man's powers were used that well no, in yeah. this movie. Yeah, like, or creatively, no. Yeah, like, Ant-Man 1 and 2 had a lot of, like, really cool, fun moments, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that car chase in Ant-Man 2, where, like, the car's getting smaller and bigger and everything's, like, flipping and, like, yeah. they launch the Pez dispenser and stuff. Like, that was really fun. It was there fun, was, yeah. Yeah, there was none of that inventiveness here. It was just, you know, we're gonna get small and then get tall to punch the faceless Kang henchman. Um... So yeah, on action, on plot, mm-hmm. on potential setup, I think Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania was just a complete mm. non-starter. Yeah, didn't, didn't it sucks. Yeah, and it's not clear what exactly this was intended to do by the end of it. You know, I, yeah, I I agree. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see Ant Man used in a better way. I guess, but. I guess we'll that's see. pretty yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. But yeah, I guess uh yeah, that's our thoughts on Ant-Man. But uh Joe, where can uh people find you at any like social media or stuff you want to park or whatever? Uh I'm on Instagram uh, at Joe Gerardo, just you know my name. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I've been working on some stuff on my own, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, got some fun videos and, and short films coming up here in the next few months. So, okay. nice. You know, that's about it. Jerry's yeah. Writing. So. <laughs> yeah, we we should definitely have you on on a better movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sorry. man. Uh, I don't. Uh, you know what? I ain't mad at it. I, yeah, I was gonna not say a hater either way because yeah. it's like we're all in the Marvel machine, like yeah. it or not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I tell you, if Phase Five doesn't get it together uh dropping these dropping these movies pretty much it, i mean it's a perfect time for dc to come through yeah and, and really show them what what's done because yeah. i almost feel like they did the multiverse saga just to eat dc's lunch yeah with her flash yeah and <laughs> they did it <laughs> they yeah. did not because it's just i don't i don't understand why this was the follow up to 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 the Infinity Saga, um, I, yeah. I, I, there's one positive, one real positive. Uh-huh. It's Jonathan Majors. Like, oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's great, good. and I think he's a a more compelling villain than Thanos in some ways, mm-hmm. simply because he's an actual. He's just a person. He's just an actor. Acting yeah, really yeah. fucking well. Uh, yeah, and so like you you feel so much on his face and like what he's doing. So I think he's gonna be a very interesting villain. And the MCU going forward, but I hope he's not the one that has to put this all on his back because yeah. dang. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, no, that's a that's a good way to wrap it up. At least we'll have some good performance yeah. <laughs> out of this. But yeah, yeah, I guess I guess that was our show. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully when we have you on again, talk about something cooler. I don't know, the Flash or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. The movie- okay. I just have the most conflicted feelings about. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right. Well, you know, we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe not the flash, but I, I mean, I'll watch it. I was like, mm-hmm. I, it's like it's <laughs> yeah. morally, it's the most like I want to see this because I'm a DC stand and yeah. you're doing hella DC things in this movie mm-hmm. with the worst person in yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not. Maybe we won't do that. But I don't know. Shazam. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, Shazam will be fine. That'd be cool. But yeah, I guess this was our episode. Uh, thanks, Joe, for joining us. This has been really cool. Good discussion. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it was fun. Th- yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, uh, you could find me on Twitter, Instagram, G9892. You can find the Waffle Press at the Waffle Press Podcast on Instagram, Waffle at the Waffle Press on Twitter. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional. <laughs>